Do you want the, 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 the Hollywood title, the, the Hulk Hogan title, the, 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 the one for posers and frauds, the title for people who politic their way to the top? Or do you want the Dusty Rhodes title? Do you want the Workhorse Championship, the Blue Collar Championship? Because that's what the World Heavyweight Championship means. It is about who is the very best between these ropes. I'll think about it. Sir, I'd like you to meet C.M. Punk. Well, first of all, that's Mr. McMahon. I, I know all about C.M. Punk. Extremely talented. I gotta hand you that. Uh, Thank you. But there, there's, Coach, really no way, uh, regardless of them, this, this man cannot be my son. I mean, I don't know if you are aware or not, but his personal habits, he's on um, that, I think they call it that straight edge thing where... Yeah. Don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't know all those things. <laughs> There's no way you can be my son or anybody else's son I know. Not at all. <laughs> you know, there's one other thing I don't do, Vince. Oh, what's that? <laughs> I don't have dirty, unprotected sex with some <laughs> money-grubbing skank <laughs> who eventually files a paternity suit against me, which gets me kicked out of my own house. Yeah, leaves me nothing but a living, breathing, national disgrace. To the top of wrestling podcast. ODM's already giggling. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> I should be a lot more pissed off than I am, but I'm really excited. And I shouldn't be excited about this show, but I am. I'm going to go on a little monologue, a little rant here. Oh. We have continuously pushed the boundaries to the point where we've had to censor ourselves. Uh, not for fear of any blowback, just because we knew it was the right thing to do. But again, and plus we, we yeah we know when we're when we say something offensive we're like <laughs> whoops yeah and, and and here's the thing I don't feel we need to apologize to anybody uh, I personally believe that the most horrendous things in life deserve to be made fun of the most uh, because you have to bring a little levity to the situation sometimes some people don't see it that way and that's fine uh, now today uh, that we're probably gonna cross that line several times I I want to make it very clear that if even a quarter if a fraction of what is being purported in the lawsuit against Vince McMahon is true, then he deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life, life getting ass-raped. Um, we are not here to victim blame. Uh, we are not here to assume she is lying or telling the truth on, on the flip side. But I just want to make it clear that all of the horrible things that are going to be said and all the things that we laugh at that we shouldn't be, 
it is based on the fact that the the most heinous things sometimes need to be made fun of just in order to you know to, to get through it. Now, having said that, she a dirty bitch, literally and figuratively. I'm not gonna lie; I had no idea where you were going with this, and you did it so <laughs> straightforward. I was like, "Yo, this is like the time we opened back in 2020, and we're like, Black Lives Matter." That was how we opened the fuck. I'm like, I'm like, you just got real deep. I'm like, where are we going here? But yes, you're right. And l- look at this; it's kind of like when you hear a lot of comedians say it. Comedy it, that's the that's the reason it exists. You know, is is to poke fun at certain things. It doesn't mean that we necessarily believe it. It's just what jokes are. So. We'll only mean like maybe 85% of what we're saying. (laughs) But, of course, this week we do have news. We do have our bring it to the table. We are reliving our Monday Night Wars 25 years later to the date. And we also have, uh, with that, it's a alternative to the 1999 Super Bowl. And we also have a mask versus hair match that's about to be presented to us. And, fuck, somehow Liz is involved. (laughs) <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure if the version had it, but wow, WWF was throwing down the R word like they were getting paid to do it on like like five grand per shot. How was that? Did they have it I, on your end? I, I'm, I think I know exactly what you're talking about because I heard the audio cut out. Oh, so okay. Okay. Uh, like five, six times throughout the night. It was many times in reference to Kane. So, all right. Hey, man. Besides that, we also do want to let you know that we are continuing our top topic of the Mount Rushmore. Man, this one took me a minute, and it's going to be official today when we talk about the Mount Rushmore of stables. You know, which one has your favorite horses, you know? (laughs) Oh, I actually giggled. I'm kind of impressed that you actually get. I was like, it's a horrible, horrible dad joke, but I'll take it. Two levels. Let's get into thy news. Yeah, let's let's get the bit. Let's get the smaller shit out of the way. Uh, Ice train passes away at fifty six. I only put it in there. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I know, but that's <laughs> but just, I'm glad I'm you excited. popped let's for go. it. I'm glad you popped for it. The only reason I put it in there is because you and I were big fans of uh, Fire and Ice as Scott Norton and Ice Train, yeah. and then the brief feud that went nowhere. Um, he was uh, the precursor to Powerhouse Hobbs. I feel like Powerhouse Hobbs is a resurrection of Ice Train. Same build, same snarling look. I mean, dude, I mean, it feels like it was just a fucking clone. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, condolences to the family. Uh, Kevin Patrick released from SmackDown. He was terrible. I think we can all agree on that. I really didn't listen to him a whole lot to see how terrible good. he really was. <laughs> he was terrible. Did you say it's good? All right, good. Yeah. Um. Well, and it's official that and it was official from Raw, that Pat McAfee is now the full-time announcer with, or commentator with Michael Cole. And it's looking like it's Corey Graves and Wade Barrett that will be on SmackDown. That is two extremely solid commentary Mm -hmm. lineups. I mean, just two-man. AEW's killing it with their, like, 17-man one that they got going. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and you know, Graves, I, we all, we both feel is underrated and gets shit on a little too much. No pun intended. Um, but I, him being <laughs> with Wade Barrett's kind of a weird dynamic just because it feels like it's two heels. You know what I mean? Yes, 
But I bet you Wade could very quickly play the face side of it all. Yeah. Because Corey, well, Corey's going to be the lead announcer on that. I don't know. I I'm, I'm so. curious to see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, me too. But yeah, anyway, better situation than AEW for sure. And I'm, I'm um, going to steal this one, okay? Okay. The, the, the next piece of news because <laughs> news came out and I even saw it right after the Rumble and I was like, hmm. Okay. We'll see. And then you message me. And then little John messages me. Man, even Buster messages me. Uh, I had a whole lot of people checking in to see if I heard that CM Punk is injured. And I was like, nope, they're all going off the same report, and I'm not buying it. It's off Dave Meltzer. And he was quite the topic over the weekend where, like, Buddy Matthews and Brody King and other people were uh, defending the bullshit that he spews because he's saying, like, why a certain match happened the way it did on collision with their cage match. Like it had to be because no one wanted to be pinned. It, or it, it became like escape the cage. It was clash in the cage. And then they changed it to escape in the cage. Malachi and buddy didn't want to job out. Report is really back. weird by the way. Cause that's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's isn't, wouldn't that be, I don't get it. It's it's anyway. So yeah. anyway, I chose to not believe CM Punk was hurt. I was trying to see, you know, and I'm watching things. And I did see the shock. What? Uh, shock. Wave, Future shock. Is it? Is it? Future shock. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, everybody has generic music. That's one thing that kills me at, at Royal Rumble. It was really hard to tell who was who sometimes. Anyway. Yeah, so he's out. And, of course, with what we saw on Raw. But, yes, we'll get into that soon. But, yes, he is out. He is not going to be at WrestleMania. There goes that dream. And it was a tricep injury, which is funny because I messaged when you messaged me, I go, hang on a second. What if? People are just not you're just finding an old report or something like that. I'm like, because that's what happened at All Out 2021. Two. All out 2022 with John Boxley. And, nope, supposedly, other arm. Man. Maybe we're just not supposed to have CM Punk anymore, which is hilarious because you got to think about it. Think of your top five promos over the last several years. I guarantee you every single one of them has CM Punk. Yeah. Whether it was him and MJF, him and Cody recently, some of the pipe bombs. It's his return on collision. Yeah. Look at, I, I'm wanting to believe that maybe something good can come of it at the very minimum. You know, he keeps saying, he said something. The only line I heard him say on raw that was recycled. And I mean, just one line and I don't, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just saying, I, he goes, I'm doing this till the wheels fall off. Cause he said that uh, in AEW when he got hurt mm-hmm. and but I'm choosing to believe that he wants to do it. And look at here, a lot of people, <laughs> you sent me one, fucking that boy, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, it's how quickly someone will probably turn, you know, like someone could get so excited about Punk being back, but then as soon as they get injured, they're like, oh, but he's injury prone, blah, 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 blah. And they, and they spew hate being like, oh, he's back on the what one night. Uh, night uh, one buy one get one night four extreme. of a buy one get one yeah right and you turn people turn what i'm trying to say is just this okay 
when I, I and I, I hate to use the words I'm a CM Punk mark. I am a fan. Okay, I'm with the fucking Bills when they win. I'm with the Bills when they fucking lose, and I'm with Punk through all the fun and the bad. This goddamn sucks. It does. But, but, man, look what happened the last time Punk was not about to be a part of a WrestleMania. After WrestleMania 30, plans change. Daniel Bryan ends up being in it. Look, at, I'm just actually going to take a quick step into this right now with him being injured, okay? What we saw on Raw, we all thought, yes, Cody is calling the shot to Roman. And Seth Rollins makes one hell of a goddamn case. I'm not going to lie, seemed pretty good, especially about the workhorse. And he goes, you don't want the Hollywood title, the Hulk Hogan title. He goes, you want the Dusty Rose title, the workhorse Excellent, excellent idea. Problem is, seen it three times before. I've only seen Cody and Roman once, if I have to say it at all, you know, or see it at all. But, excellent idea. But what made me think about it is, what if they're doing that to buy time? Who won the main event last or the other night on uh, Raw? Drew McIntyre beating mm. Sami Zayn. Things can change. Who's to say since Rollins, maybe he was really fighting to get back to go against Punk. I think they're toying around right now. What if it could be Gunther and and Cody for the title? What if it's Drew and fucking Sammy or Sammy gets a big push for some reason right now? Because, you know, all plans just change. Everything's a big shakeup. Yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, it's uh, there. There's again, even with Punk going down, there's still so much potential. We can read all the reports we want. They can go in any direction they want, and ultimately, even though they do some you know shitty shit from now, now and now and then, eh, now and again, Triple H has really shown that he knows what the fuck he's doing, and I'm sure he's gonna fucking write the ship and he's gonna give us some good stuff. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you, Triple H deep down with that whole authority thing. I bet you, you know, Vince obviously was right behind the whole thing. I bet you he would have put Danny Bryan in the thing way faster than they did. You know what I mean? Like, instead of having everybody almost nearly boycott mm-hmm. shit. Uh, with Punk going down, I will say the one thing I liked is he said right to Drew, I'm coming for you. You're the first person I'm coming after. Two things out of that is big for me. One, that means that Drew's staying around. All those reports are out. Everybody's like, oh, right after WrestleMania. He's going to be out about six months, right? Four, Four to six, six months. months. Yep. I'll be paying attention to Drew for uh, in about four to six months, everything that happens, every move that he does, because you know when that happens, it's you don't even need the music, man. He could just come in from out of nowhere, and that would be great. So it should happen. So, so, sadly enough, I know I hate when it's a music, and then you got to dance your way to the ring, Jeff Hardy. So, sadly enough, Punk's out. Things are a shakeup. We'll see where it goes. We'll get into some more WWE shit in a couple of minutes. But have you heard any good news lately? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Ew. Uh, by the way, I actually, everything, because, you know, there's the meme of, uh, 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 what, what's it called? Uh, the bloodline all pouring, like, dog food or dog whatever food. all over Baron Corbin. And it was everybody's names all wrapped around it. Things like that, I keep texting back to people. I'm like, ew. Little John goes, all I can hear is ODM when you say that. Ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> he sent me flower. a <laughs> He sent me a meme today. Yeah, you've seen uh, Unbreakable, right? Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was uh 
Mr. Glass in the wheelchair in that purple suit, but it was CM Punk's head. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> Some things just aren't meant to be, all right? I get it. Actually, the other one I saw was a picture of Drew McIntyre standing over the grave where someone's doing, like, the deuces. Oh, yeah. CM Punk's WrestleMania uh, 24 to 24. Jesus, yeah. Well, <laughs> shall we do it? Shall we get into it? We're a little poop. late breaking the news. It's been poop. <laughs> it's been making the rounds naturally. It happened, I think, the day after we recorded or the day after the episode dropped last week. So, I mean. Mm, I think so, yeah. Uh, and as usual, I'm going to plug Cornette. Go listen to their bit, uh, listening to it. Because they read it in real time, and they just get more and more shocked at each and every piece of news that come, come around. So, it, it This it's is hilarious. entirely your uh, your subject i want you to take over i'll chime in whenever is needed because i know that you have your own notes in doc oh my god i've got a shit ton all right well <laughs> <laughs> we should have See? a counter I'm not even how many <laughs> ding. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> You got to put it in there somewhere. You don't have to do it for everyone, but you got to put it in there somewhere. <laughs> Take editing hours. This I know, right? I thought about it for a second. I'm like, no, no way in hell. Uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, Vince McMahon has been accused of multiple things, including human trafficking, and we'll spell that out when we get there. Um, and yeah, he is out, uh, for the first time in the company's history, going back all the way to the WWF, there is not a McMahon working for the company. The closest you have is Triple H who married into the family. Uh, so we'll start with, uh, so basically what happened was after the news dropped, Slim Jim said, no, we're pulling our sponsorship for Royal Rumble. Uh, then they fired Vince and Slim Jim said, okay, you're good. So uh, the internal uh, communication from Nick Khan to the company was, quote, I wanted to inform you that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO executive chairman and on the TKO board of directors. He will no longer have a role with TKO group holdings or WWE, end quote. Um, Vince responded uh, with a statement of his own. Quote, I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene made-up instances that never occurred, and is a vindictive distortion of the truth. I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my name. However, out of respect for the WWE Universe, the extraordinary TKO business and its board members and shareholders, partners and constituents, and all of the employees and superstars who helped make WWE into the global leader it is today, I have decided to resign from my executive chairmanship and the TKO board of directors effective immediately. So something interesting to think about here is this happened once before. Uh, if you remember, it was June of 22. Yep. Because I, uh, <laughs> I was working... Uh, downtown in rochester doing that jazz fest and i was like ah, i gotta find right. time to record this thing so there was that uh that's where he almost killed himself jumping off the stairs of the ring yep <laughs> and uh six months later he was back in because he owned like 81 percent of the of the stock of the shares for wwe so all he had to do is put the right people in place to vote him back in well now he only owns 12 percent of shares which is still amazing um, but he is say, not, how does he own any, but I guess, okay. <laughs> but you have to think about this. Remember a while back they, he was set up to be able to 
sell some of his shares? Yes. They knew about this back then. That's why they did it. It's funny because uh, did you see Ronda Rousey's tweet about Vince is always in charge. Basically, Bruce Pritchard was the puppet. Whether he was Mm -hmm. there or not, he's still telling Pritchard what to do. And I'm like, you wonder if it's like that now or if Candy. I I wonder how long till someone like Pritchard and the rest of anybody else who are McMahon anybody's are just go automatically. Yeah. And I got to say this. This is pretty high profile, right? Pretty big. Oh yeah. I hope they like I hope they put this on like one of those court channels like or like you know like the CNN like full time like keeping it going yeah. going and going. I'll pay for fucking cable. Yeah, fuck the uh fuck the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Give me this one. <laughs> There's still poop involved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sound like the golf cart that wouldn't start. <laughs> Weezy Joe is here. Dude, well, it's uh, all right. Yeah, it's a lot. It, this this actually puts Amber Heard's thing to. It, it makes it seem where I'm like, you know what? I'd give her a second chance. <laughs> so okay, oh, go. Oh my god! All right, so I have the entire lawsuit. I put it up on the drive. You've looked at it. It's about sixty eight pages, something like that. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Out. Oh yeah. I, 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 I read it. I read it. It's, it's fucking crazy. So I, I I'm going to go with, with the high points here. Uh, so it's Janelle Grant is, is the plaintiff here. Uh, it, this has been filed in, uh, the district of Connecticut, uh, as a jury trial. Uh, so they met in March of 2019. Uh, Miss Grant was dealing with profound grief and struggling financially after devoting years to around the care clock caregiving, uh, of her parents. She was unemployed and the family home was lost. Building resident manager put him together with Vince McMahon. And McMahon enthusiastically responded, Hell yes! Uh, McMahon dangled career-making and life-changing promises in front of Miss Grant. He demonstrated an increasing lack of boundaries during several meetings that were... that were ostensibly about a potential job with WWE. He greeted her in his underwear, touched her repeatedly, asked for hugs, and spent hours sharing intimate details about his personal life. After succumbing to the pressure for physical relationship, Miss Grant was slotted into an entry-level position as an administrator coordinator, a position McMahon created for her in WWE's legal department. She began working there in June of 2019. She remained in that role. She temporarily relocated to the XFL. Uh, and then McMahon verbally directed her to transfer to the talent relations department, reporting to John Laurinaitis. Uh, during a conversation the same day, McMahon explained her presence in the legal department was effectively delaying efforts to hire a new general counsel for the company. See, this isn't too bad, right? In March of 2020, McMahon began sharing sexually explicit photographs and videos of Miss Grant, including pornographic content he recorded with other men, both inside and outside the company, including with members of the television production tech team, executives, producers, and a world-famous athlete and former UFC heavyweight champion with whom WWE was actively trying to sign to a new contract and ultimately did sign that contract. Must be talking about Rousey. I actually, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Lil John actually threw that one out. He said, you know, it, it, I didn't hear the uh, heavyweight. Did they say heavyweight champion for sure? Mm-hmm. UFC heavyweight champion? I'm looking for it. Uh, where, 
Where the it fuck was like oh, the last line you UFC said. heavyweight champion. Yep. Oh. Nah, she would have been Bantamweight. Bantamweight, yep. Yeah. It is a good joke anyway. Thanks for shitting on it. <laughs> you know what really is kind of funny? It be, None of this, by the way. But, oh God. All the show, or all the platforms will definitely... Uh, ban our episode if we even use the word shit automatically we can't even use it i'm on it i'm on it don't worry about it all right the wheels are turning all right so so let's move forward here give me some of that (laughs) given mcmahon's omnipotent position at wwe coercion coercion was inherent in his increasingly depraved sexual demands specifically while mcmahon was ceo of wwe and miss grant was employed as an entry-level coordinator in the legal department mcmahon recruited individuals to have sexual relations with miss grant and or with the two of them directed Miss Grant to visit defendant Laura Nitus prior to the start of work days for sexual encounters and expected and directed Miss Grant to engage in sexual activity at the WWE headquarters and even during working hours. One example of McMahon's extreme depravity on May 9th, 2020, he defecated on Miss Grant during a threesome and then commanded her to continue pleasuring his, quote, friend with feces in her hair and running down on her back while McMahon went to the bathroom to shower off. Upon his return from the bathroom, McMahon and his, quote, friend actively resumed the the threesome, which lasted over an hour and a half, while Miss Grant remained covered in McMahon's filth. When McMahon's, quote, friend left, McMahon ordered her to stay and continue to sexually gratify him. While still covered in feces. Yeah. Dookie. Okay, I got a great name for the episode. Dookie, poo, like just name everything you can use that's legal. Uh, so, wait, hang on. All right, he's dirty as fuck. That's gross. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have so many questions, but this was May something of 2020. We were in the middle of a goddamn pandemic, and you are shitting on people? We weren't allowed to go and hang at people's houses, and you're taking a dump on this chick? Not saying that's how the virus was spread, but a virus could have been spread. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) You're ready to keep going, because it only gets better from here. Good and terrible. In June 2020... My old boss from... SNK that John and I used to work for. Uh-huh. He, he's like, watch this DVD. You'll like it. Motherfucker sent me home with two girls, one cup, and it was the first time I ever watched it. And it oh, maybe we I get feel a like this is what you're that. getting into, but this is, but actually, you know, I feel like desensitized now, so you might as well just keep going with this story. In June 2021, McMahon and defendant Laurinaitis sexually assaulted Miss Grant inside Laurinaitis's office at the WWE headquarters while colleagues were busy at their desks. Behind a locked door, the two men cornered her and pulled her in between them, forcibly touched her before ultimately putting her on top of a table in between them. She begged them to stop, but they forced themselves on her, each taking turns restraining her for the other while saying no means yes and take it, bitch. Jesus Christ. I, that's all I can keep responding with each time is just Jesus Christ. Just, yeah. They call uh, her finger I'll, cuffs. I'll, yeah. And she- <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no, it took a second, man. That's, 
Ryan snorting territory. Oh god, I can't wait to get into the real dark part. I know. In January 2022, McMahon told Miss Grant that his wife had found out about the relationship. Purportedly to avoid divorce, negative publicity, and other repercussions, McMahon said that Miss Grant's time at WWE was at an end, but that he wanted her to sign an NDA to ensure her silence on, among other things, his personal misconduct. Even after pushing Miss Grant out of the company and muzzling her with an NDA, McMahon continued efforts to exploit her, including attempting to traffic her to a WWE star who would be in New York City for a live event and TV taping in March 2022. <clears throat> in SEC filings, the company tried to divert attention away from McMahon's abuse of women by focusing on the technical issue of how hush money was accounted for. In the words of the company, the issue was, quote, immaterial accounting errors related to certain payments that Mr. McMahon agreed to make during the period from 2006 to 2022, end quote. At all times relevant, WWE corporate officer number two. Okay, so this part is, uh, I highlighted this. I'm not going to read this. There are three different uh, corporate officers of WWE involved in this lawsuit. They are not called out by name, so it's, you'll some things you'll hear corporate officer number one, two, three, whatever. I, I do have one quick question. I've, I've noticed that because I am I use the Vince McMahon devil cartoon thing here. Um, when I raise my hand, you can't exactly see it. Um yeah. So isn't that technically also an embezzlement on top of this as well? I mean, is that, I mean, when you're moving around corporate funds to pay for, or is it just, I mean, the hush money, or is it not? That's a good question. That's a good question. They probably could get down to that. Um, The thing is, it was his company when I think that part happened. Okay, so yeah, never mind. So, and now they're on, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that would play out. Uh, and then they also refer to WWE Superstar, which a lot of people are speculating it's Brock Lesnar. All right, enough so that he a- didn't show up at the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Braun Breaker took his place. Uh, all right. During See, I ones- actually thought it was Pat McAfee. Uh, Pat was supposed to end up in the ring with Lesnar and then eliminate himself. Dominic was supposed to eliminate Brock and set up a match between the two of them. Oh Jesus! I knew that they, I heard they were gonna face off at uh, the mm-hmm. chamber, but I didn't know he was gonna. Oh, I would have lost my mind. Same here. That would have been awesome. He yeah, would have been great. The booze would have been nuts. Oh damn! All right. Anyway, during one visit to the condo in late April 2019, McMahon did not greet Miss Grant when she entered, but instead called her to his master walk-in closet. As soon as she turned the corner, McMahon emerged from his bathroom wearing only briefs. Shocked, Miss Grant turned around and apologized as McMahon laughed and asked her to turn around. He then handed her a shirt and asked for help with the buttons. McMahon reminded her that he was working hard on her role and said he felt good about taking care of her, her taking care of him. I don't know why I highlighted that. That wasn't really good. During the May 18th, 2019 encounter, Miss Grant felt coerced into engaging in sexual activity that McMahon had trapped her in an impossible situation as she feared adverse career and personal consequences and legal retaliation. If she declined his advances, McMahon stated, this is what I've been waiting for as he performed oral sex on Miss Grant. Miss Grant asked that protection be used and McMahon responded that there was no need to worry because he was, quote, clean. <laughs> Sorry, it's not even funny. I wasn't expecting that. Look at that. I swear, I 
when I say I tapped out, I tapped out also because I had shit going on and stuff. And I, sure. And it's but and I I was like, ah, you're gonna hit all the high points and, and low points, but um I'm clean. <laughs> you ain't the first bitch. You took a dookie on her. You ain't clean. <laughs> Feeling that she was being used for his gratification, Miss Grant went numb and was unable to make eye, can- eye contact. McMahon then flipped on his back and said, Okay, wait, wait, jack him off. Wait, he, wait, say that again? I, I... <laughs> McMahon then flipped on his back and said, Okay, jack him off. Oh, my God. Jack him off. Like, like... like jack him off. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me ask you, the whole poo-poo stuff between him and old uh, Johnny Ace. They're both pretty old. You think they have to use a lot of prune juice to do that? Like before this encounter with her? I don't know. McMahon's a health nut, so. Did she describe how big the... That was not in the lawsuit. Hmm. It did say dripping down her back, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I, don't ask yo, questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> hey, did you ever hear about Mr. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. We're still Remember not I, even... There's still so much more. There is so three, much more. Three ninjas? <laughs> Instant diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> On June 16th, 2019, the day before starting with WWE, Miss Grant attempted to shut down any further physical contact or sexual encounters by admitting to McMahon her unhappiness and concern starting her first job ever in his legal department, no less, while in a physical relationship wait, 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 with the chairman wait, wait. Did you say 2019? Yep. But I thought in 2022 or in 2020 they were dumping on her. Oh, yeah. It's, it was a longstanding thing. Oh, okay, okay. So... He, Okay. Oh, they just kept doing it. Okay. Got it. Mm. McMahon refused, saying that it was not ending. It did not need to, and that he did not ever envision it ending. He reminded her that he trusted her, reiterated that rumors would lead to trouble, probed whether her silence would be an issue, and brushed off her concerns that she was struggling with the feeling that her job felt unearned. McMahon told Miss Grant that all she needed to do was not tell anybody, and it just has to look legit. As deal t- as Poor detailed- girl was never going to make it to TV. She was not even going to be a fucking announcer. No, no. As detailed herein, McMahon was adamant about having Miss Grant send him explicit photographs impressing upon her that it was part of her sexuality. Given the control that McMahon had over Miss Grant's employment, she felt compelled to comply and sent the explicit photographs to McMahon's mobile device. Miss Grant was routinely assured that the photographs she was providing to McMahon were to remain private and were part of their quote-unquote secret world. McMahon began to degrade Miss Grant, calling her, quote-unquote, his bitch, while hinting at a fascination with having other people watch them engage in sexual activity. Additionally, this complaint details encounters during which McMahon caused Miss Grant to sustain physical injuries, including bleeding and pain, from forceful use of sex toys. Despite Miss Grant's plea to cease any further sexual activity, the number of sexual encounters increased, as did McMahon's physical aggression during them. 
Notably, McMahon was most aggressive when using certain sex toys named after male WWE wrestlers and performers. McMahon named the sex toy so that the color of the toy matched the race, race of the wrestler. For example, a black dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. <laughs> I can't even finish it. In addition to McMahon's infuriation... Take the junkyard dog! <laughs> in addition to McMahon's infuriation with pretending that other men, and namely certain WWF talent, were in the room with them, this was yet another incremental step into sensitizing Miss Grant to his fantasy and eventual demands that she perform sexual acts for and or have sexual contact with others within WWE. That... So, the, the picture that went around that I even <coughs> sent to you... With the dildos? That was for a reason. I didn't understand it until now. Oh, my God. In May 2022, I'm sorry, in May 2020, McMahon had recruited an individual whom he manipulatively referred to as his quote-unquote friend to engage in a threesome with McMahon and Miss Grant. The friend turned out to be McMahon's physical therapist at an alternative clinic and is referred to herein as quote-unquote physical therapist. Early in the encounter, McMahon immediately directed Miss Grant to lay down on her back in a supplicating position while straddling over her. Mr. McMahon uh, defecated on Miss Grant's head. McMahon left to shower off, but he instructed Miss Grant to remain in place with excrement in her hair and continuing to perform for, performing for his friend. While Miss Grant requested protection, none was offered. McMahon and physical therapist actively continued with the threesome and directed Miss Grant's sexual performance for around an hour and a half while she was left covered in feces. Ew. Are you ew, ready? Like oh, no. Ew. No, Wait, I'm going to. What's more go, fucked up is this dude leaves her there. What is he showering for? I mean, like, how bad are you shitting? Are you, are you shitting up your back, too? Like, how, like. Gross. I hate this fucking guy. Just yeah. yeah. You ready? Ready for this? Following oh, the threesome. Hang on, let me take a sip right now before. Hang on, I. I yeah, I, so you don't spit it I out. Feel yeah. this. That's a yeah. Good idea. What? What we get? Yeah. All right. All right. So, following the threesome on May 11, 2020, McMahon sent an explicit message to Miss Grant that further detailed his fantasies of seeing her engage in sexual relations. I love it. That's you, Janelle. You just can't get enough. Can you? In the future, it's going to be so bad that she'll demand to be fucked twice a day and not just with Plank in a three-way. Why not let others see that beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably, uncontrollably when you come? Oh, you stop. They'll go, they'll go out of their minds. Then I'll find more friends and we'll tie you up so you're helpless. I'll direct them to have their way any way they want. Who can make you scream the loudest? Maybe I'll just line them up and have them squirt in your mouth, your pussy and all over your tits and ass all at the same time. You'll be covered in cum and we'll make you eat it all and taste everybody's cum. The next morning you'll be a little sore, but you're still going to want more. Sadly, I did see that one. Uh, that one made its rounds through a lot of threads. This guy is nasty, but has he ever heard of just like the internet? And a bottle of fucking lotion. Yeah, apparently. Well, uh, you got to figure he's rich. He's powerful. So he's probably done all that stuff. I mean, you just got to keep pushing the envelope, I guess. Is there a number yet that she's asking or seeking? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, well, there's a family of like billions if she wants right now, knowing them. Possibly. 
Possibly. Uh, after the threesomes began, McMahon I mean, Rob, mo- I mean, like, take. Well, she already got a bunch of shit, and I've got a list of that shit, too. Wait, wait till you hear this. After the threesomes began, McMahon became more sadistic, and his fantasies focused on control such as choking, sensory deprivation, pain, humiliation, and group scenarios in which Miss Grant was to be physically overwhelmed and subservient. Uh, this is another text from Vince to her. Regarding your last picture, you need your panties ripped off and three big black dicks in all three holes at the same time. Way up your pussy and way up your ass as far as they will even go, but even further. And the thickest cock goes down your throat so it makes you gag and convulse as those big black cocks pound away. It feels like the start. You're being assaulted, but it's made you come nonstop. Just one continue is constant orgasm. And just before you pass out, those big black dicks squirt their loads of cum inside you. <laughs> As you lay on your stomach, the cum is coming out of all your holes, and I'll turn you over and check off all over you. <laughs> all this to jack off? He's doing all that. He's having three other guys do this just to jack off my fucking point. Just get the internet. Just get bored off. He just literally made an entire reenactment to jerk off. <laughs> On one occasion, he instructed Miss Grant, do not knock on the door, because if I see you, I will rape you on the hallway. Knock three times. Oh, (laughs) sorry. Around this time, McMahon openly shared explicit photographs and salacious stories about Miss Grant with WWE crew at TV tapings, a group McMahon also referred to as her quote-unquote fan club. Indeed, McMahon exuberantly messaged her a truthful story of just having shared explicit content of her with a group of 12 men on the tech crew and recounted the obscene details he shared with them. Another text message. I just oh, passed, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just passed my phone around to a bunch of guys on the tech crew. They were screaming, oh my God, she's fucking beautiful. Look at that ass. I'd like to get that. I paused to count out loud how many guys there were. 12. I then said, okay, there's 12 of you, and she would love to fuck each and every one of you at one time. The guys cheered, but she will only do it if she takes three at a time. That brought a huge reaction. She wants one deep in her ass, one down deep in her throat, and one in her pussy, and you can pound her and keep on pounding her till you pop your load. She may scream and try to say no, although it would be difficult to say anything with a cock down her throat. They laughed. I then said, listen, no matter what, just pound away till you squirt. Baby, these guys were having a blast with me. Some of them didn't believe me, so I said, you were the greatest fuck in the world, and no matter how much you get, you always wanted more. And then I said, she loves cum, baby. These texts were having the time of their lives listening to this truthful story. And then I said you would take a 10-minute break in between each fucking, but then you would get back on your hands and knees with your ass in the air and say, okay, I'm ready. Who's next? LOL. I drove them wild, baby. Or should I say you drove them wild? All of this was a joke, by the way, or Jesus Christ. Just imagine. He's like, lots of love. Just imagine if this really happened, baby, how much cum you would have coming out of all your holes. On the occasions. How how far are we into this? Because I got to be honest, man. I like what? Halfway. Look, I like a good fucking. But I'm also like getting gross the fuck out, man, because so, it's a 90 year old goddamn man. I, no, hand, keep doing your your journalism. You're doing fine journalism here. How do you think Michael Cole started out? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> All right, so let's get so keep here. coming with it. <laughs> uh, 
McMahon constantly reinforced the expectation that Miss Grant sexually performed for him and her new boss, Laurinaitis, both in and out of the office. McMahon wrote on March 22, 2021, Do you promise to make me proud, baby? Will you show him what a porno star you can be? Will you show off for me like never before? Uh, on days when he's in town, I want him to fuck you every morning and later in the office, too. McMahon also indicated on April 2nd of 2021 that Miss Grant should obey if Laurinaitis wanted to bring in yet more men. Another text message. Maybe he wants two other guys to join you with him. Holy shit. You've told him you would do anything with him. So if he surprised you with two others, you would have no alternative than to take them on. Oh, my God. The stories you could tell me then. It makes me want to come right now. By the way, I just thought of what I think is an excellent idea. Maybe you can hint that he knows someone who can be discreet. It might be better if you and Johnny try him out first so he can get more comfortable <clears throat> before he is introduced to me. Actually, that makes total sense, doesn't it? Oh, uh, let's see. There's also uh, Tinder. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> this is. Uh, I have a question, da, da, da. but it doesn't have any of her responses, or is it just because it's a lawsuit, it's just the things he says? They have to, they have to, uh, the way it's written, it's, uh, it's basically written as this is what, you know, my client is purporting happened. Uh, so anything, you know, there are pictures of the text messages in the, in the filing, uh, but anything, yeah, it, it's written like a, a lawful document, right? So I, I can't really explain it much more than that. Oh, I'm I saw the pages. The, I, yeah, yeah but, I mean, the way I meant, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's no recordings of him saying this. This is all being recounted from her. So it has to be structured as such, right? Because uh, they can't just purport it to be fact off the bat. It has to be, you know, corroborated and all that I do stuff. like it better when you read them out loud as Vince, but I understand yeah. it's, it's hard on the throat. <laughs> there might be one more. Uh, McMahon and Laurinaitis ignored her plea and brought her into Laurinaitis' offices, forcibly touching and undressing her before play forcing her to engage in a threesome on a conference table. Miss Grant pleaded, no, 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 please stop. McMahon responded with no means yes, and uh, Miss Grant again told him to stop. Instead, McMahon licked his fingers and penetrated Miss Grant and said, take it, bitch. While each, with each taking turns restraining her for the other, Laurinaitis then joined by forcibly shoving his tongue, then penis, into Miss Grant's mouth. On June 23, 2021, around 11.42 a.m., McMahon directed Miss Grant in the middle of a workday to meet him on a lower floor. When Miss Grant arrived, McMahon led her inside his private locker room, locked the door, and forced himself on her, on her over a massage table. Later that day, $15,000 in gift cards to Bloomingdale's were purchased at McMahon's direction and delivered by McMahon's personal assistant to Miss Grant in her office. I guess it's his way of polishing a turd? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, there's more turds that are polished. We'll get there. Later that evening, after McMahon recounted the story about his dinner with WWE superstar to Miss Grant, he sought to salvage the night with a request that they roleplay a sexual encounter in which McMahon acted as if, if he were the WWE superstar. McMahon was so physically rough with Miss Grant during this encounter that Miss Grant begged McMahon to stop numerous times, including loud cries of help, I'm serious, and I'm scared, as he, among other things, penetrated her, fisted her, pulled her hair, pinned her, shoved her, open palm slapped her. McMahon's assault caused Miss Grant to break down weeping and curl into the fetal position with her arms pulled up to protect her face. McMahon alternated between slaps and shoves before admitting that I'm really fucking up with you right and left tonight, huh? Piece of shit. 
I thought it like the role play at first, <coughs> he, he being a wrestling superstar, I thought maybe he's just going to reenact the Montreal screw job to see what it felt like to be Brett. I don't know. But Jesus Christ, dude. This. On August 26, 2021, WWE held its second biggest annual event, SummerSlam, in Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium. Around this time, McMahon and WWE superstar privately reached an informal agreement about his return. That night, McMahon texted Miss Grant a reminder that she was an enslaved object to him. Quote, unquote, I want to drive you lower and lower, so low that you might beg me to sell you. End quote. McMahon continued to advertise a sexual encounter with Miss Grant to the WWE superstar during a formal negotiation of a new booking contract. Um, And Vince, uh, another text from Vince. Here's what Blank said after I told him that part of the deal was fucking you. Quote from the WWE superstar, LOL, that's your turf. She will be ruined after me and leave your ass. Plus, after me, your tool won't fit anymore. So, um... August 2022, SummerSlam. August the main event. Oh, I thought you said 2022. No, 21-21. No, Allegiant Stadium was in 2021, was it? That's what it's outlined in the legal document. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was trying to think I'm about to... what the championship match was, because Brock Lesnar came back at the end of one of the SummerSlams one year. That's why I was bringing it up. So uh, at this point, he starts uh, telling, hey, we can't find out. I don't want to get divorced. Sign the NDA. The NDA was supposed to be a lump sum of $3 million, uh, and it would be you know, uh, uh, in $1 million payments. Um, on February 4th, 2022, Ms. Grant was wired $1 million as the first installment of the NDA. Uh, on February 28th, 2022, Ms. Grant was wired 10000 to cover her attorney's fees incurred in connection with the NDA. Both wires were sent with the originator described as Vincent K. McMahon, uh, care of WWF. Uh, On February 9th and 10th, 2022, Ms. Grant gave notice to Laurinaitis and Peach Human Resources on official notice that she was leaving. After the NDA was signed, McMahon was wearing only a white robe, met Ms. Grant in his condo to review outstanding business items. As Ms. Grant was proceeding to the door to leave, McMahon grabbed her arm before she exited and commanded her to do one last thing and get on your knees. As Miss Grant knelt on the hard floor, barely a few feet away from the front door, McMahon opened his robe and ordered her to eat him. McMahon grabbed the back of Miss Grant's head and slammed her face into his crotch a couple times until she gagged and pushed him away, telling him to stop and that she couldn't breathe. McMahon responded that he wouldn't let her get away that easily and held her head forcibly uh, and forced himself back into her mouth until she had no air. Miss Grant Tried to push him away, but he held her head firmly in place and loudly commanded her to look up, followed by, take it, bitch. They momentarily made eye contact before McMahon's force caused Miss Grant's body to convulse and retch with tears streaming down her face. McMahon then released his hold and closed his robe as she stood up. After leaving, Miss Grant never saw McMahon again. Uh, let's see. I may never get a boner again. Further, despite uh, further, despite assurances from McMahon that he would cover her medical care and costs associated with her tax liability for the million dollar payment, McMahon had refused to cover these costs. Uh, here are some of the gifts provided by McMahon to Miss Grant. In 2019, altern- alternative clinic medical care and medical and cosmetic services and products. 
Clubhouse access tickets to the Belmont Stakes, WrestleMania private full-day transportation and premium tickets, a $2,000 Nordstrom gift card, and a massive box of Godiva. In 2022, I'm sorry, in 2020, $20,000 towards surgery, Pearl slash Diamond Pave Lariat Necklace from Betteridge in Greenwich, Connecticut, Blue Cashmere Knee-Length Cardigan from Nordstrom, Blue Burberry Check cashmere scarf from Nordstrom, blue cashmere and fur hat from Nordstrom, gray cashmere saw, shawl, Celine sunglasses also from Nordstrom's, cable knit throw blanket, and large bouquets of flowers de- delivered approximately every other week. In 2021, bought her a 2022 BMW 430xi. $5,000 gift certificate at Landfear Spa, two private chef catered dinners at McMahon's Condo, a gold and diamond paved paperclip necklace from Betteridge, $15,000 in Bloomingdale's gift cards, food assortment display, and antique ceremony set from Saudi Arabia, and large bouquets of flowers delivered approximately every other week. And... I think that is all that I have to go over. I'm still, that is all that's in my fucking notes. Jesus Christ. Thank God for that. We're like 48 minutes in. On this uh, I just, I just pulled a better call Saul. Oh, and there goes my internet. No, we're good. We're still good. All right. Good. Yeah, it looked like you'd froze for a I sec. did. I did. Uh, Okay. So, um, good shit. I mean, yeah, all right. Wow. Uh, no. I'm curious where the Bellas are going to stand on this. I knew they threw out a tweet saying something about it. Oh, really? It wasn't even occurring to me that they are, uh, stepdaughters of Johnny Ace. Yeah. So it didn't even occur to me until now. Um, this is a lot. It's really fucking gross, and and I don't even mean just to be honest with you. I swear to God, I don't even mean just in the defecation ways. Mm-hmm. Gross is a fucking human, mm-hmm. dude. He's appalling. I mean, for fuck's mm-hmm. sake, yeah, dude. I mean, like, I I hope you said you you hope he gets ass raped to death in jail. Oh, just forever. Someone just beats a fuck death is out too easy. Him. No, yeah, forever. Just, it, yeah, for the rest of his years. And just like that, Boggs never walked again. <laughs> It also had a whistle through. Oh, right, my like, God. So, <laughs> the family guy thing, and, his, and when he fart, he never made a sound again. <laughs> That's what needs to happen to McMahon. All right. Uh, let's get into other things that are not about fucking sex scandals. Jesus Christ, what is this, the NFL? That's rapey. Yeah, I mean... Things calm down in other sports, but all right, man. At least I could say ew today would probably be the better. All right, let's get into it, man. Uh, This past Saturday night was the Royal Rumble, and we both had two totally different nights. You, uh, I think you were out seeing one of your son's gigs. Uh, Track meet. It was track meet. Okay. And then you got home. You said it was like number 10 was in, and the, and the fucking peacock doesn't let you rewind. It, it, it only let me go she back so bitch. far. But you know what? That's fine. I mean, I still got to see Grace wrestle a little bit, so I was good with it. You didn't miss that much. I will say, Naomi, which, by the way, I called. <laughs> uh, the crowd gave her a really good reception, and she teared up right away and like had her hands over her face. And I was like, that's pretty big. Nice. 
When Jordan Grace did come in, I didn't anticipate that one. Uh, I thought Trinity would be the one coming from TNA, and we're going to call it, and then but she's back to I moan backwards. And, oh, we're back to that. That'll be fun. Woo-hoo. But you had to say something? I, I was just going to say, did you see, because uh, they've uh, both Bailey and uh, Trinity have been uh, referring to it on social media with a bit of, a bit of levity, uh, the move where she uh, was grabbing the top ropes and was slamming Bailey's face into her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and to be honest with you, I think extremely ill-timed considering everything <laughs> with how this dude, <laughs> if we're being honest with each other, like it's, but yes, I did see that, <laughs> but did you see that Bailey, who, by the way, I called that one, yep, you sure did, who won, did you see that in the back of her head, she did the initials, uh, carving out with, uh, she had someone shave in the back, I-T-Y-S. I told you so. Uh-huh. No, I did not see that. Yep. Like it, just like in the very back, like she could like, I mean, it, she puts her hair down. She's not, you're not really seeing it. Um, and I, of course, called Jade Cargo, which I was kind of that one. I was dude impressed by her showing with Nia Jax. I thought it was really the good. pop. The pop for her was massive. Mm-hmm. And it's so commentary sold it great because they're like the biggest free agent in wrestling like they fucking sold it because you know what you just said out loud when you said the biggest free agent in wrestling you don't fucked up First, you just said that about it yeah that's exactly it you fucked up and even better when you look at it and you're like that's not a guy you know what i'm saying like you say that about no no no, no i'm not i don't mean that in a bad way about her and then no, no, i'm saying like that i'm saying as in um, normally when like AJ Styles was the biggest free agent in wrestling mm-hmm. right now, I mean, Okada really is, but at the moment for them to have done this and say how at that time she was the biggest free agent too. Like when they had gotten her, this is fantastic. I just, like, they're about to push her very, very well. Oh, I think we're going to get, I think it'll probably be her and Bianca at WrestleMania. They don't need a title. on. Well, the they did kind of tease it with Becky and Becky would be good to put over. Uh, it could put her over. You know what I mean? I still think it's going to be a triple threat. Could be. Definitely could be. Well, okay, and we'll we'll, we'll bounce over to Raw in a minute. But, um, you know, I had said about what your night was. So we were at our friend's house, the same place that I watched the Survivor Series at. And this time we did it outside. They had a TV, huge TV going out there, uh, a fire. It was awesome. Chicken nuggets, everybody hanging out. It was a good time. And... Everybody was kind of in and out watching it, but they were all there for the main event because we did the pulling the numbers, uh, and, and you get to bet on it, and the, the winner takes the pot. For the second fucking year straight, <laughs> the wrestling virgin, a person who has never watched it a day in their life, won the fucking thing, of course. But I got to be honest with you, man. I think the women's Royal Rumble was way more entertaining than the men's Royal Rumble. Right. Really? Personal. Well, okay. I will say that the women's rumble uh, was a lot better than I thought it would be. A lot better than I thought it would be. Liv Mo- and Liv Morgan coming out at number 30. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, Jordan Grace, I think, was, I to me, that was a revelation. And it was really good to, to see her uh, in that in that position because I don't get a lot of exposure she to her. in there over like 30 minutes, I feel like, wasn't she? She was uh, one of the first ones, right? And it start Trinity. Uh, and... She came out like number like 
three, four, five, something shit like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here, I do have a quote. I don't know if you saw this from Triple H uh, at the Post Media Scrum. She, they, they asked her about, they asked Triple H about Jordan Grace. And he said, Jordan Grace coming mm-hmm. over here from TNA, their champion. I want to thank them for allowing her to be here and participate in the Rumble. I thought she had a spectacular showing tonight. She's an amazing talent and exciting, and it's exciting to be able to branch out. I'm not going to use all the cliched terms about what door people go through because I think it's stupid and silly. But partnerships and opportunities like this come along for some people once in a lifetime. I just love that he called out, yeah, I'm not going to say the fucking forbidden door that's gay. Yeah. Well, I like that. Um, one of the highlights of the Royal Rumble, Valhalla's coming to the ring. Oh, my God. She's on her way in, and then our truth music hits. Now, let me ask you, did you happen to see the balls uh, in the back where you, you chose your number? I did not. Okay, so it was on SmackDown. Our truth does it, right? And he's funny because he's, like, turning it, and it's with Nick Aldis and... Oh, because the same day that The Rock became the uh, one of the new official board members of TKO, his daughter becomes the fucking youngest GM for NXT. I don't get it. Yeah. But her shiny face was there next to Nick Aldis, and they were doing it where everybody can go into the tumbler and grab their ball. R-Truth was fucking fantastic, making jokes. And he goes, how'd you grow your hair so fast? He thought it was Adam Pierce. <laughs> so then, after he goes into the rumble for the women's one, oh, oh, wait, by the way, after he looks his at his number, he goes, does this mean I got a quarantine? I don't even know why he said it. It was just fucking hysterical, but he comes out eliminated by Nia Jax. Excellent. There's a backstage video where Adam Pierce is talking to him and he goes, what the hell were you doing out there? And he goes, I, it's what you, what you told me to do. He goes, it's the, the number I got. Where'd your hair go? And he goes, that was Nick. And he goes, Mysterio? <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God. He's so good. It gets better too. And then he shows up in the men's rumble the fr- and history making. The first ever tag in a Royal Rumble match. That was my favorite part. <laughs> and it was a hot tag. Oh, where it was a hot Dominic tag. Actually, uh, Dominic for uh, had to fend off Gunther for a minute there. And that hot tag, the place went nuts. And he starts doing the five moves of doom uh, from John Cena. Gets the you can't see me. And then Gunther pops up and hits him with a boot in the face. So good. Our truth is just fantastic. It was great. I mean, we say it every week. National truth. Killing it. Uh, but everybody bet on that men's rumble, and I had kind of dog shit. I never had anybody that was really, like, as soon as they came out, it was like, I, I think it was like Johnny Gargano or something. Yeah. Like that. Or, no, it was like Bronson Reed, I go. I, I go, ah, that's a toss-out. That's not winning. Uh, and uh, our friend won the, the pot when it came to Cody Rhodes. Not a fan of him winning the second year in a row. I told you when they kept showing it on that uh, promo and they kept saying, is he going to be the next back-to-back? I'm like, they never do this for anybody. Right. And it, it showed. And it's funny because people are like, well, maybe there was an audible poll. Maybe Punk was supposed to win. Uh, I'm like, no, Punk's nah. not going to win that thing. Um, 
the U.S. title match. Kevin Owens gets himself disqualified using the brass knucks. So Logan Paul retains. Meh. And the Fatal 4-Way, we knew Roman Reigns was going to retain. So equally is a meh. But let's talk about some of the things that did go down last week. Uh, it Quickly, when it does come to AEW, only one decent thing, I will say. Edge versus Minoru Suzuki. Not bad, but Minoru Suzuki is basically your Japanese jobber for AEW now. Oh, yeah. And that was on Dynamite. But a very stacked collision because they were facing the Royal Rumble. You really think people are like, we're going to watch Collision instead of the Royal Rumble tonight. Everybody watches the Royal Rumble. It's fucking, it's just like the Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Rumble. And it was main evented with that Steel Cage elimination match we talked about where FTR and Daniel Garcia defeated House of Black. Uh, Serena Deeb made her return to wrestling to like a meh kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, response from the crowd. I was like, you dicks. You could have been a little, you know, more of a pop for her. It's been a bit. But she put on a really good promo and put everybody in the women's division on notice and said, and she is hungry for a championship. So I'm down with that. Don't even bother with the TBS. Put her in the women's title division right now. Yeah, away. seriously. Brian Danielson faced Yuji Nagata because they must have got a two for one deal with the Japanese people <laughs> there that night. But. Did you happen to see Eddie Kingston and Willie Mack and one of the most recent botches of near death? No. What'd I miss? Okay. I want you to imagine when Brock Lesnar tried the shooting star press off the top rope Mm -hmm. and he landed on his head. On his heed. Now imagine Eddie Kingston is laying on the ground in the ring and Willie Mack is standing directly by his side and tries said save move from the mat. No spring. Have you seen Willie Mack? Willie Mack is like Keith Lee. Oh. Sized. Yep. Thought he was going to do a shooting star press from the fucking mat. On to Eddie Kingston. Maybe you've done it before, but I'm going to tell you right now, he did not do it that night. This fucking dude landed on his heed. I, Everybody in the crowd even grabbed their head. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, but he's got one of those fat meaty necks, so he's likely okay. And they did a little bit more in the match. He was fine, but Jesus, dude. I can't... They're going to get kicked off the air because someone's going to die on the air. I told you, it's probably going to be Ray Phoenix. People had to pay to see Owen die. (laughs) It wasn't free on TV. Jesus Christ. So I thought SmackDown was going to have like a meh show, like a just whatever go-home show considering Royal Rumble was the next night. But the Kabuki Warriors, man, they're back and hot. They won the tag team titles, for uh, which I'm cool with, but I also feel bad for Carter and Chance, man, because they actually have been looking pretty decent lately, and it's a shame. They're young. They, they've like got time. Weeks. Yeah. Get in, it gives Fair them time enough. to get into their own a little bit more, so I'm cool with that. Yep. Uh, we obviously covered Punk coming out and, you know, Drew taking him out, and we did talk about Rollins and, and Cody. I don't know, man. I mean... What do you think? You think it's just a, a ploy for a couple minutes, and then it'll maybe be Gunther and Rollins, or 
what are you thinking? It, it, it's tough because I think ultimately Rollins is losing the title, right? Rollins is going to lose the title. Um, and it does make sense that Rollins would have the workhorse belt. It would make more sense. And then he gets to stay on Raw. What I did like was when he won, we didn't wait till Raw. Now, obviously, we got to swerve on Raw, so things might change. But I love that. I like how they had the champions in the boxes so they could watch. The women had to watch from the back, but the men got the sky boxes. But I do love that Cody went and he just got up and he's like, fuck you, I'm picking you. I loved that. I popped for it. So... What's going to happen? God damn, I don't know. I think that's the exciting part. And the day where we read so much and we get so much speculation and we know shit before it happens, I don't want to think about it. I just want it to happen. Give it to me because they're doing great. There's so many ways it can go. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to even try to uh, fantasy book it because there's like 80 different ways it could go right now. So I'm just going to let it be and see how I would rather Gunther win it. I want Gunther to have the title. I think he's deserving of it. Oh, absolutely. But but if you're going to do it, then go WrestleMania six style. Title for title, mm. Rollins versus Gunther. And if, you, if that's your real workhorse title, then merge the titles together. I don't give a fuck. You want to call it the WWE World Intercontinental Global Championship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But to even think that you could say that this title is on the same level as Reigns, you can't. You can't. You cannot say it. It's it's it got a six month uh, longevity. They shot themselves in the ass with this whole split titles and all this shit. Because why would you have two world champions anyway? But it is fucked up because the Hollywood title is the more important title, and it shouldn't be that way. That's <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think I'm also about to be right with another thing, which is Bailey going to have to go after EO Sky because it was kind of cool how it happened. So Maria was on the ring on the way out to the ring to confront Bailey, which is funny. I like that Bailey still had to turn. You got that Michael Cole, sixty three minutes and three seconds. I just said that. God, I I, I love <laughs> how much she's They're great together. To They're great together. Yeah. And as Rhea was on the way out to the ring, fucking Nia annihilated her from behind, beat the shit out of her in three leg drops. And every time she did it, I was like, please don't do a Mabel. Please don't right. crush this bitch's face before WrestleMania. Um, but then backing Bailey into the corner and saying, you're not going to want to choose her because she's not making it to WrestleMania. And I'm like, okay, stage is set. So it's at least Nia Jax going to be taking on Rhea Ripley. We could tell you that for yeah. sure. with Because now Rhea's going to be like, Bailey. Do something else. I and mean, she even said, "Go." she goes, you can have any other championship. Which is funny because I'm like, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, she's ca- she's not cashing it in for a tag title match. Right. So she can only really go for EO Sky, which I think is probably what's going to happen. She goes, but it's funny because Bailey's, no, I was, I was going to say, I was, I'm was, i going to make my, my decision on Friday. Can I? Uh, 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 I, I got a little sidetracked while you were talking about the Rumble. Che- I think it was Chelsea Green. The bumps that she kept taking during the rumble, she just she yes. was the she was the rag doll that just kept getting thrown. Oh, it was so fucking great! Uh, again, the women was able to hold on. The women's well. rumble was actually really fucking good. I think it was better than the guys. The only <clears throat> big surprise, not even big, is Andrade. Yeah, and that a was lot cool. of people will come on. Why didn't we get a couple of legends at least? Right? They're like, think Why? about the pops. I told you, wasted. 
fucking numbers. Yeah. Pat McAfee was a wasted number was. to me. You know who really hated it? My wife. She was, that was his, that uh, was her pick. Her that was her number. She, as soon as she got in she, and, and he saw, what was it? Almost. Almost. And, and yeah. He just turned yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. She goes, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's this. Her one friend who won. She kept going, wait, is Captain America still in? Because it was fucking neck and everything. She kept calling yeah, it Captain America. That's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, not a bad time. Had fun with that. The Rumble overall, I asked you, I said, what do you think of the show? And you actually texted, I I give it a three, three and a half overall for the show. And I said, spot on. Yeah. Women's was Rumble good. was pretty good. The two middle card matches were eh, um, some decent spots in the men's Rumble. Mm-hmm. But overall, the show was just. It was okay. good. It was good. I think you just need to put on a decent show with all the shit that was going on around yeah. you. And if you did have to make some changes, mm-hmm. fine. You know, and it's funny because with uh, Raw, you know, Brom Breaker had his time inside mm-hmm. of uh, the Royal Rumble this year after Andrade signed with uh, Adam Pierce. Mm. Nick Aldis goes, I was about to make you a, uh, a handsome a handsome uh, deal or offer or something like that. And then he goes, oh, hang on. My phone's ringing. He goes, it's Braun Breaker. And the crowd was like, oh. So I wonder if Braun's going to be heading over to SmackDown. It could be. I mean, Braun took uh, – I mean, that was basically – they've already been – he's already had a couple spots. I, he was in last year's Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. He took Brock's so. spot for this Rumble. That's kind of yeah. I've heard it's Ma- McAfee or Braun. I've heard both. Yeah, and it was, I, it was I, definitely Braun. Yeah, I mean, Braun. so because I mean, McAfee was supposed to get scared off by uh, Lesnar, um, but oh, this yeah, is definitely this is that. definitely his coming out. I think that they're finally going to pull the trigger on him. I don't know what took him so long, but it, it definitely seems like it's time for him to come up. It, too many cooks in the kitchen. He had way too much yeah. stuff going on. You're saying like I don't know why they did it. They brought up Pete Dunn and made him butch. Yeah. You know wow. what I mean? Like, we're just starting to rebrand and fix some things right now, so I'm okay with him staying down there. I believe he's still in the tournament with uh, Baron Corbin mm. for the Dusty Classic. There you go. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, it's time for the Dudleys. Just bring it, bitch! Uh, would you would you like the honor, sir? Sure, sure. Because uh, I'm going to keep this sweet, uh, sweet and to the point. Uh, WWE is doing sports based wrestling better than AEW is. Uh, we already know the state of AEW that that god awful round robin tournament where fucking Tony had to keep switching the graphic and it just confused everybody. And now they're bringing back rankings and they don't mean anything. WWE did something, and I'm curious as to whether you like this or not. During the rumbles, both of them, <clears throat> occasionally. They would put up a little timer saying, hey, Bailey has currently been in for 27 minutes and 13, 14, 15. And was that new that this was year? New. Because I noticed I it and never, I appreciated mm, it. I don't remember ever seeing that. And they did it for like the top two, three people that have been in there the longest. And it wasn't there the whole time. They just throw it up every once in a while. Kind of like they would do at a sporting event. They fucking yeah. nailed it. They're, they're leaps and bounds. I can't wait to see now that Triple H has the reins and that there's no chance of Vince coming back. I can't fucking wait. It's a good point about that. Um, I, I, they never they failed on that for years. I mean, you should have done at least a ticker at the bottom. Some stupid shit that lets you know how long people yep. have been in there before. I mean, they only did it with the announcers, which was 
they're always like, well, Ted DiBiase has been in there now for 35 right. minutes. And I'm like, is someone feeding that to you? Because you're saying a lot. I don't think you have a timer in front of you. It's a, You know what I mean? But like, just I, like, I appreciate the sports graphic. You're absolutely right about that. Speaking of sports, you're about to hate me. Oh, God damn it. Just hear me out, okay? What? Go ahead. Well, I hate to bring the debate up, okay? I hate to do it, okay? I'm not saying I'm a fucking Swifty. All I'm trying to say is who gives a yeah. fuck? Like, I get that, and here's my main thing, and I'm not sure what ground you stand on with this whole thing, but people are still fucking up in arms about it. But she, single-handedly, by just appearing to see her fucking boyfriend's games, generated a shit ton of money for Kansas City gear, NFL gear, all that extra stuff from little girls and people who never really watched before. Why the fuck are you mad? She brought more people to this product in the last year than... Anybody. And they're, and she's not even playing the goddamn sport. I don't get why everybody hates her. Well, they keep showing her. And I said it. I said, if back in the day, Whitney Houston was banging Jim Kelly, they would have showed her up in the fucking stands every time if she was at the game. Or Madonna. Doesn't matter. When you're a big icon, they showed you at the games. They showed Jack Nicholson every fucking five minutes at the Lakers games. I'm just, I, I don't get why people are so goddamn upset about it. And it's, and just because of it, I'm actually half rooting for the Chiefs only because I don't like the Niners because of, you know, my personal Oh, that reasons. boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I flip flop on it. I just, I, yeah, I like to talk shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't deny she's a great draw for me to poop on. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did wish throat cancer upon her last week. I did um, not wish throat cancer. I, <clears throat> I said, and I quote, I hope Travis Kelsey blows a load so hard in her throat that she can never sing again. <laughs> that is what I said. She might just shake it off. Ah, let's go to Boo! the <laughs> The acolytes with a bull rope oh, around it's a, it's a noose. What are they doing? Wait a minute. They're going to string this guy up or something? And the Undertaker just looking on. I mean, it's it's, it's a white noose. Is that, is that symbolic of something or what? What's the Undertaker doing now? What in the world? I don't know, but this is strange. Very strange. Look. Undertaker laying hands now. And tossing Gangrel off the apron. And look at Midian. He's laughing. He's enjoying this. Come on, boy. Go on. Go on. Look at his eyes. Go on. His Go on. And I think we're going to accept the match on the pretense that if you pin either the total package or Big Sexy, we'll put Liz's hair on the line. Guys. Don't worry, baby. Have we ever let you down, Big Sexy and I? We got you covered. Anyway, remember that uh, one Star Trek movie when the girl was bald? Maybe you can bring that thing back. So, guys, in Super Brawl, it looks like Ray, your mask, 
against the lovely Miss Elizabeth Hare. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. The Monday Night Wars are just getting weirder by each week. More members are being added to the Ministry of Darkness. Uh, I think we're really starting to see Lex and Liz's real love on, on camera. You know, you see it in their eyes. Not the lust, the stoned. Uh, <laughs> but before we even made it to Monday, which was February 1st, on January 31st, it was Super Bowl Sunday in 1999. And WWE presented us with Halftime Heat, which was on MTV is where they were doing Halftime Heat, I believe, at the time, right? I think you're right. Could be wrong. Buster. Or not Halftime Heat, but just uh, Sunday Night this Heat, particular. I believe, was on MTV. No, no, Sunday Night Heat was on USA. So maybe this was on USA as well. It could have been. been. I could be wrong on what it was. Your commentator is Vince McMahon, Mm -hmm. which was kind of funny in a way because I'm like, I just wanted to be like, what a maneuver. Uh, But, you know, just if you guys are curious, well, what what was going on at that time? Well, this uh, pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, uh, this match, the halftime was taking place during the Super Bowl between the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. This is the Shannon Sharp, John Elway era, the, the the unbeatable era. They were just fucking fantastic. Like, even when I was playing game day, I'm like, I'm probably going to have to choose the Broncos. Bills didn't do too hot. They fucking, who wants to play as uh, Drew Bledsoe? No, I'm just kidding. All right. But... You could either watch an empty arena rock versus mankind match on halftime heat, or you can watch the halftime Super Bowl show. Now, or Super Bowl halftime show. It gets worse and worse by the years. Um, and, you know, I've seen some doozies. This one I finally don't remember because I definitely watched the mankind and rock match. Uh, at, at my parents' house, ran into the other room. My dad was probably losing his fucking mind because he had a thing for uh, certain women singers. And this night was a celebration of soul, salsa, and swing featuring Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Go, Daddy-o! Or, sorry, they have a song kind of like that. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Isn't he lovely? And Gloria Estefan. Come and shake your body, baby, do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Feel the rhythm of the music getting stronger. Come on, ODM, baby, do that conga. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> so I chose Rockin' Mankind, and I did it again this time. Well, here's the thing. You probably didn't notice because you weren't watching. The stage, the, the set for uh, Esteban was really fucking good. It was an overturned bus. They were all just dancing on top of it. <laughs> Half a second. I was like, how'd they do that? We're like, they dangling the bus from the. I get it. Wow, that's. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. That was really. That was well timed. Okay. Uh, halftime heat. The match was them just all over the arena. I assume they shot this before Raw last week. Or after one or the other, you know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. was before tearing down because Raw was live the next day. 
Unless they record on the set. No, yeah, no. Anyway, so they were all over the place. And I said it to you in a text, man. I was kind of numb to the, the match because what what can I really see between these two right now when they're throwing muffins and stupid shit at each other from catering when I just watched all those chair shots from the Royal Rumble just two weeks ago? It's a bit much. Yeah, but, and the follow-up. Okay, and the follow-up, yeah. But we'll watch it. A couple of good mar- uh, parts. My one that cringe, I cringe every time is mankind going down the steps of the arena uh being knocked down where you're like tumbling down hits his head on one of the the chairs going down it's dear god (sighs) the ending is the worst yep because you even get the camera forklift (laughs) the forklift that has that's just out of nowhere all of a sudden Foley knows how to run this forklift rock he did it already once. oh this is well that's he's true. done it before yeah uh wrestlemania with uh terry funk you're right yep. with the um the dumpster and but not only did he put this pallet of wood on top of rock so we could pin him one two three mysteriously in between four barrels and this uh uh the crate that it's on or the pallet there's a camera somewhere in there and it's going right down at rock's face no no god no and one two three mankind is your champion all right let's just go back and see what the fucking super bowl's got going on jesus (laughs) good recap thank you well i teased something earlier we'll find out in the like the first 30 seconds start it man start it with raw Oh, we're gonna start with Raw this time. All right. Well, I gotta. Make yeah, because I because I teased something earlier that I need to. I I, I you can't just got really you gotta get it out of your system. I yeah, you know how I am. The other hard R. <laughs> well, it opens up with a recap of halftime heat match, uh, and it starts. We see Shane. He's running things while Vince is on special assignment. He's uh, in Austin. Look, at, well, not in Austin, in Victoria, Texas, Austin's hometown, mm-hmm. looking for him. Uh, Shane is with Test Boss Man and Shamrock, and he says he wants to know where Kane is. And Boss Man, and they, they're just talking shit about uh, Kane. I don't know if this is one of the spots where they use the word or not, but I'm sure you'll let me know when they uh, do. Shane did right there. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't know where? And by the way, guys. I am quoting someone. Kind of like you and I talked about earlier, you know, just prefacing some things here. I might as well quote this because it was said multiple times. Wait, you guys lost the big red retard? They called him that like four fucking times. And then I'll just tell you right now, Rock drops it later on about mankind. About mankind. That's where I noticed the cutout. Uh, there was a lot of monkey ass or something like that. Yep. Uh, this this segment there was a lot of talking and chattering, so it was easy to to miss where they cut gotcha. it out. Right, I didn't it's catch a lot of it, dude. It it's just I I'm not even being funny when I said like were they getting paid to do it that night? I'm like, or did they just find out from the FCC that they? Oh my God, wait, you're allowed to say that, and we don't get we gonna get in trouble. Woohoo! Our words for everybody. Probably because attitude error. Yeah, well, the biggest. Our word segment would be with Vince and the Stooges. <laughs> so anyway, Shane, Bossman, Tess, and Shamrock are walking through the curtain, and they run into PMS. Bossman runs right into Terry and says, "Excuse, say excuse me, bitch." 
<laughs> At least he didn't say take it, bitch. Too soon. Shane goes into the That's ring with shitty. the corporation. Uh, Shane says, I don't need the corporation. Why don't you head to the back? There's a cage hanging above the ring. It's going to be Kane versus Triple H in the cage tonight. Shane says, why don't you lower that son, bitch? And as it's lowering, we see X-Pac sitting on top of the cage. Shane doesn't see it until the cage comes all the way down. We see in the back, DX is fighting with DX, according to my notes, but it's actually the corporation. Uh, X-Pac beats down Shane, but China makes the save. X-Pac hits a spin kick on Shane anyway, and China low blows him. Uh, <clears throat> and China holds up Pac so Shane can lay some shots in. Interesting that she's also <clears throat> wearing all white. White, yes. Very interesting. It's always been like the dark colors with DX and everything, but she's the wearing leather, all yeah. white with the corp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quite fetching. Vince, uh, we go to Victoria, Texas, where Vince is with the Stooges at a bar. The Stooges are wearing cowboy hats and ridiculous outfits. Vince calls the bartender toots. <laughs> uh, this is where it uh, started, folks. This is where it all started. Mm. Uh, wants to know if she's seen Austin. She goes, I reckon I don't know where he is. Well, where I come from, we don't reckon. You either know or you don't know. And the bartender says, well, I reckon you get your ass out of here. There you go. And then Next she picks up a, a, which I thought was a shotgun at first, but it was a aluminum baseball bat, but it was black. And I thought that it was possibly a shotgun. I thought that would have been uh, even better being in Texas. No, they're going to save that for one of the later segments. <laughs> Fair enough. Next you get Billy Gunn versus Val Venus. You get Shamrock on commentary. Um, and, uh, Valvina says the big Valboski is a lot like a custom Harley. Elegance in the eyes, powerful between the legs, and ready to be rode all night long. All night long. All night. All night. Oh, oh yeah, we don't need to do the whole thing. Uh, let's see. Shamrock uh, gave his sister his word that he's not going to lay his hands on Shamrock. He doesn't like Shamrock. Basically, you give a shit about the match. It's just about Shamrock running down Valvina's. And, um, and it's so funny. You know, I told her to stay away from both these guys, but she didn't listen to me. I'm like, this is horrible. This is fucking horrible. I'm like, your sister's whoring around. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let her be a whore. Uh, let's see. Well, you know, Shamrock didn't say anything about a chair, so he grabs one and he attacks Valvinus with it. And uh, it's a DQ. Valvinus attacks gun post-match with the chair, thinking that he's the one that used it. Next, you get Mankind in the locker room. He is with Max Mini, and I'm guessing his handler. Max Mini is a small person, little person. He uh, generally wears a uh, mask. Ah, yeah, is, you're uh, right. One of the yeah. one of the ones that Sonny violated back in mm-hmm. uh, like a year <laughs> ago. You know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to do it. He apparently buys slash rents Max Mini. Yeah, I did so like sim- when he picks him up. He goes, come on, little guy, and ho- holds him up like he's a little baby. Yeah, he's hey, still baby. spending. <laughs> hey, baby. He's still spending the money he stole from Rock. Uh, and then Rock is on the phone with Vince. He's pissed that mankind is spending his money. Next, we get Kevin Kelly at the top of the ramp with Deborah. And Kevin Kelly says, hey, you know, people think of you've been instrumental in Jarrett and Owen winning the tag titles. Do you think? Henry comes out. He gives a rose to Deborah, and says, I think me and you should hook up. And Deborah says, you think you got what it takes to make me hot chocolate? 
And, naturally, Henry says, I'm the kind of chocolate that melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Ew. At least it's not the chocolate <laughs> running down your back. Uh, and, then Jeff, <laughs> and then Jeff Jarrett and Owen attack Henry. Yeah, but speaking of whoring around, this Whore. dude got a little bit of uh, interaction with China. Goes out dancing one night, touches a transgender woman's penis. Now he's up at Deborah. And he's just going spot to spot to spot, man. Yeah, well, we know where he ends up. Uh, Mankind is backstage going over investing tips with Kurgan. Kurgan's like, well, I got no money. He's like, oh, I got some. And he takes more of the money from The Rock and gives it to him. <clears throat> Next, you get D-Lo with PMS versus Boss Man. Terry gets on the mic, and she says, we need to teach this pig, uh, pig another lesson. And D-Lo says, when's this crap going to stop? And Jackie says, we ain't done with you yet. And Terry says, boss man called me a bitch. Get out here so D-Lo can make you his bitch. PMS distracts the ref so D-Lo can't, so can't get the count. It allows boss man to recover and get the win, and then Henry makes the save post-match. <clears throat> Next, we go back down to Victoria. The Stooges are kicking it to a couple chicks in a bar, and one of them gives Patterson the weakest groin shot I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's like they told her, go ahead and hit this dude in the groin. And she like puts his, yeah, puts, (laughs) puts his hand, her hands on his shoulders and barely raises her knee and Patterson sells it. It was, it was dumb. And then the two chicks high five each other. Maybe she thought they weren't going to show the the leg part. You know what I mean? Like hips up. Yeah, she did. I mean, it it looked like you, (laughs) if you didn't get what they were going for, you wouldn't know what the hell she did because there was nothing there. Let's see. Next, you get Blue Meanie versus Goldust. Goldust hits Shattered Dreams and leaves the ring. Literally. I don't even think it was a match. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it was Blue Meanie came out to dance, hit him from behind, kicked him in the dick. See ya. Deuces. Yep, that's it. That's how I like to fight. Uh, we see D'Lo being tended to by the doctor in the back. Uh, Henry's there with him. And, uh, you know, Mark Henry's like, yo, you got to stop at those dudes just because, you, you know, just because she's not pregnant anymore. And the doctor's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She ain't pregnant. She was never pregnant. I'm a doctor. I examined her. That dirty lying bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That dirty fucking bitch. Uh, Next you get Draws versus Kurrigan. Draws hits Kurrigan in the neck with a broomstick. Gets the win. Beat down post-match. Oddities make the save about an hour too late. And Draws is still walking. (laughs) God damn it. Next, you see Vince and the Stooges and Victoria eating in a barbecue restaurant. The Stooges are just chowing down. There's a big bowl of beans. Uh, Briscoe's got barbecue sauce all over his face. It almost looks like he has a beard. He has so much barbecue sauce. Vince is like, what is this? Uh, That's brisket, Mr. McMahon. So he dips a little brisket in the sauce, eats it, spits it out. He hates it. They call the, the waitress over, and the waitress ain't taking any lips, so she just dumps the bowl of beans on top of Briscoe's head. This is like a fucking scene out of No Holes Barred when they're in that one bar and he meets the teeny wanker guy and, and the dookie, all that shit. It's like the same exact fucking bar. Yeah, pretty much. Probably went back. <clears throat> Next, you get the brood versus Midian. Like defecation. You. Yeah. <laughs> the brood and Midian and Viscera. I'm sorry, the brood versus Midian and Viscera. Technically, Taker as well, but he just sits at the top of the ramp. Uh, the Acolytes run in. Uh, Taker heads to the ring. Uh, they put a noose around Gangrel's head or neck. Taker puts his hands on Gangrel's head, and then they hang Gangrel. Yep. Okay. 
Do you think Vince had one of those uh, fleshlights with like the fangs on it and called it Gangrel? <laughs> That's really gross. <laughs> uh, mankind's backstage. He runs into Deborah and basically says, "I like your tits. Here's a sweater so you don't get a chest cold." I'm gonna try that line. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Make sure you have good health insurance. <laughs> Mankind comes to the ring. He says, hey, I don't feel all that good. I probably don't look all that good. But last time I looked in the mirror, I damn well looked like the new champ. Rock comes out. Rock is wearing the outfit from his iconic photo with the fanny pack and the chains. He's not wearing the fanny pack or the chains, but he's literally wearing the same outfit. He says, you owe me $97,000. I don't know where 97000 came from because the bounty was 100000 but maybe taxes. Who the fuck knows? Uh, Mankind's like, eh. It's not really 97 anymore. It's about down to 72. And I know I said if I got the empty arena match, I'd give you your money back. But you know what? I changed my mind. You're the biggest horse's ass in sports entertainment. You want a rematch? All you got to do is ask. Rock proposes a last man standing match for Valentine's Day Massacre. Mankind accepts. Just fucking next match is going to be first one to grab the gun and shoot the other one in the face wins. Well, speaking of, Vince and the Stooges are in a gun store in Victoria, Texas. And Vince says, I have a good authority that Austin's right behind that door. I just want to provoke him. He's going to attack me, and after he does, you guys jump him. They come back from break. They open the door. Austin uh, appears to be in a chair with his back turned to the door. Uh, Well, Vince starts, you know, verbally assaulting him, and the guy stands up. It's not Austin, but whoever it is, he has a fucking shotgun. And he points it at Vince. He goes, you looking for Austin or a bullet? Austin's down at the bar over there. So they leave. Next, you get Road Dog and Al Snow versus the Acolytes in a hardcore match. At some point, Bradshaw's in the crowd and a quote-unquote fan throws a drink at him and Bradshaw cold cocks him. It looked amazing. Bradshaw fucking clocked this dude good. I mean, it was obviously Fans a plan. sold it way too well to be, yeah, uh, a, yeah I was going to say an obvious plan, but I'm like, he sold it way too well, like, perfect timing. But it looked real at first. Yeah, yeah, no, it looked really good. Good angle. Other than that, who gives a shit? Road Dog gets put through a table. Bradshaw gets the pin. Uh, the Ministry and the Druids come in the ring. You hear the gong, and we find out that the Druids are the Brood. So now the Brood is part of the Ministry of Darkness. Uh, Road Dog finds Snow out, who was out in the parking lot, getting attacked by Viscera. Pissed that he wasn't around, Dog hits Snow with the chair. So Vince finds Austin in the bar, runs him down. He's trying to get Austin to hit Vince uh, to void his contract. Keeps screaming at him, hit me, you chicken shit, hit me. Austin, he's like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm not shaking like you. I'm not going to hit you tonight, but I can't speak for these types of people in the bar. And Vince and the Stooges get backed out of the bar by the locals. Next, Triple H versus Kane in a cage match. Lights turn red in the middle of the match. That seemed familiar. And then they just go back to normal. Uh, at one point, Kane goes to escape through the... Who hit the button? The... <laughs> Who accidentally hit the button? Uh, Kane goes to escape through the door, but X-Pac slams the door into his head twice. Then Kane tries going over the top of the cage. X-Pac's there to stop him. Triple H starts climbing. China comes out to stop him. But Triple H just kicks her to the mat and escapes to get the win. China's pissed off. Kane's about to chase down Triple H and China stops him, says, let them have their little moment. Triple H, this thing between us ain't going to go round and round. Valentine's Day Massacre. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. And the king says, what does she mean? And that's the end of the show. Not so one I of think the str- it's going to be 
No, not strong at all. I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it may be Triple H and X-Pac versus Kane and China at that pay-per-view. Right. It's funny, the sweetheart, I'm like, hmm. Just wait till Tess comes along and they start doing this other angle. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, so now we'll do Nitro. Uh, February 1st, 99, as I said. Earlier today, uh, we see Hennig and Wyndham showing up at the arena together. They're tagging together in the tournament. Uh, and then they show another shot from earlier uh, in the day. It's the Nitro girls practicing, and guess who shows up? Uh, Steiner grabs Kimberly's arm. She pulls away and trips over one of the Nitro girls, takes a hard bump. <laughs> and Scott Steiner's like, hey, what are you doing? She slipped. I didn't do anything. She slipped. Domestic abuse. And uh, she hurt her neck back, whatever. She's hurt. She's selling it. They're making it seem like she did. But next you get Gene in ring with K-Dog and Rey Mysterio Jr. Ray still wearing the LWO shirt. Luger and Nash are still after Ray's mask. Conan cuts a promo on Nash and Wolfpack. He don't roll like that. They want a match at Super Brawl. Ray says, I'll put my mask on the line. Against hair, whatevs. I just want a match. Um, the, the only good part about this promo is at the end, Conan says that Nash and Luger have to sit on the toilet just to take aim. And Gene goes, oh, getting deep. <laughs> whole fucking show is just really 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 fucking gross <laughs> potty humor nice we see the black and white contingent at the uh, minnesota airport no cars are available no reservations were made and then stevie goes up to the limo driver sees him holding a sign and it's for the nwo so they get to the limo and hey there's not enough seats so stevie tells vincent hey you fucked up the reservation so you're out you figure out how to get to the arena so vincent hits nash on speed dial can you come? Can you get me a ride? Yeah, sure, sure. And Nash says we'll be there soon. Three seconds later, the limo pulls up that has the wolf pack in it, and they let Vincent in. Eleven minutes in, we get our splash intro. Nice and early. And we get our weekly smattering. No Kimberly because she's hurt. We see Flair and Bischoff at the arena with Doug Dillinger. Flair sets Bischoff up. On a dunk tank outside of the arena. It's in the 20s. You're in Minnesota. Oh, Jesus, you just reminded me of this. Oh, my God. All right, yep. Uh, yep, there you go. Uh, it, not only is he trying to embarrass uh, Bischoff, but he's also trying to get him away from the matches and keep him from interfering. 20 minutes in, we get our first match. And it's Hennig and Wyndham versus Benoit Malenko in a tag tourney. Scott Dickinson's still at ringside. He looks like he might be back on his meds. Um, this was a solid back-and-forth match. Nothing fancy. Hennig wins with the Hennig Plex. And this is a part of the tag tournament, I guess. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah, and this is... No, no, I was, I was going to say, this isn't the time yet, but we are very close, if I'm not mistaken, you know... As soon as I saw them showing up together in the car and I'm seeing them tag together, I go, oh, man, rap is crap is coming up. The West Texas Rednecks. Oh, my God. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Even though he's from Minnesota, Hennig. <laughs> <laughs> they All right. know that. Uh, we go back to the dunk tank. Uh, I don't know if you Dillon. know this. Yokozuna 
was not Japanese. <laughs> Dylan's at the dunk tank. He misses four times. But the fucked up thing is, is that Bischoff went into the dunk tank anyway. Yeah, this thing had some shoddy work all night. It did. I can tell you from experience, they're not the most reliable things, uh, those uh, targets when you hit them. But anyway, well, there's more. Uh, there's more to come on that. Don't worry about it. Can't wait. Well, Wolfpack Limo shows up. Uh, Stevie Ray tells Nash that Vince fucked up. Uh, he sees that Vince went with the Wolfpack. He ain't happy about Norton squashes the beef. Uh, Hollywood's not here tonight. Uh, and they get to their locker room, and there's some talent there waiting for them. Next, naturally, we got to get Mean Gene in the ring with Flair. He clowns Bischoff, says the NWO is falling apart. He calls Vince Virgil, which I thought was fucking spectacular. Oh. I love that. <laughs> That's right. I did hear it, too. Uh, cuts a promo on Hogan. They got on their upcoming match. And he cuts a promo on Brett saying that he's going to face Ben Watt for the title at Super Bowl. Wolfpack music hits. It's Hall and Disco Brown Nose. Flair does Flair and Gene do the two sweet hand gesture to each other, which was fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, Hall asks why Ben wasn't a number one contender. What he wash your car? Flair calls Hall one half of a fantasy world called Hall and Nash, and then Hall says, "You know what? I'll face Benoit, who comes to the ring." Benoit tells Hall he'll introduce his foot to his brown eye. Hall flicks the toothpick at Benoit's face. Benoit slaps him. The four brawl faces clean house. Flair makes a match between Hall and Benoit. Winner's going to face Bret Hart for the U.S. title at Super Brawl. Next, Kenny Chaos. Everything is just falling in place today. Oh, yeah, it's just fucking great. Next, you get Kenny Chaos versus Hippie Hammer. Mike Tanay announces that Giant Baba passed away at 61. Uh, We see Dickinson again. He just gets up and storms off. How many rough angles have we had in WCW? Uh, there's three at least that I can think of. A lot, dude. Yeah. Like I was actually just gonna say, you know, all right, I, God, I may need to go back and re-listen to my F the Attitude Era thing. I, I gave WWE so much shit because it was a lot of you know stuff, but a lot of like scandal stuff, not scandal, but like you know, like sex yeah. shit and that, yeah. uh, you know, all that, but not sex shit. Um, that'd be shit sex. Shit sex. But, Shiza. At least they were putting on wrestling matches still. I mean, the angles, yeah, there's a lot of run-ins, but there is so very little wrestling time going on on Nitro. It's ridiculous. And you're like, how many ref angles have we had? Yeah, what's next? I can't wait till we start worrying about the cameraman and his woes. Yeah, well, little Nate still has to get involved, so that'll be another notch in the belt. Uh, but anyway, Hammer wins, and then Sandman just shows up wrapped in barbed wire and attacks Hammer. Shivani has no idea who it is. Sandman says he doesn't like someone in WCW who comes to the ring and tries to do what I do. I am hardcore. Calls out Bam Bam. We go to break. Bam Bam comes back. They have a match. And honestly, this was the most interesting on the sh- thing on the show so far. I watched this match. Bam Bam won. Yep, so I turned off Nitro and watched the rest of ECW stuff. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, we have a cameraman at the dunk tank. 12 balls. 12 (laughs) balls. He hit it once, but it didn't trigger it. But yeah, 12. Dude, I was like, this guy must be like a ringer. Like, to have it on him for so long, I go, he's got to be like a a coach nearby, a pitcher, something. And he just kept missing and missing. And I was like, 
this is horrible. I'm like, they could have cut away. Nope. They kept it going. But they kept it going so long that when they went to go into their next, like, piece or segment, it was like the NWO thing, like, half, like, jittered into, like, like almost taking a break and then played it. That's how bad this fucking book, the whole ball segment was terrible. <laughs> and the was. one he did hit was like ping. It barely touched it. And that, yeah. but holy shit, it was bad. It was terrible. Uh, next we get our Liz and Luger vignette. Oh my God. And you know, they were looking yep. into each other's eyes and they were probably thinking the same thing. When can we get our pills? <laughs> Wins the next bump. <laughs> Scott Dickinson's chucking balls at the target. He hits it. Bischoff goes down. And Bischoff yells at him, I did nothing to you. I'll remember you. And then uh, the feed kind of just cuts out. So, so much for that. Mm -hmm. Next, we get Kidman and DDP talking backstage. Kidman fills him in on what happened to Kimberly. Kim uh, DDP goes to the NWO locker room looking for Steiner. Uh, they do a little shit talk and DDP leaves. And then Steiner comes out of the bathroom and says he may want this. And it's a women's pantaloons. Uh, it looks like something the Nitro Girls would be wearing. <clears throat> and then you see a woman's hand come out from behind the door and kind of do the finger gesture like come back in. And the uh, wolf pack starts hooting and hollering. Nash tells Vince, go find DDP. Tell him he can have his match with Steiner. Then smack him in the mouth. Vince leaves the locker room and immediately hands that task off to Disco Douchebag. And he says, once you slap him, that's going to be our cue to come out and rescue you. So DDP goes to the ring, promo on Steiner. Dick Nuts comes to the ring, sets up the match for Super Bowl and slaps him, and DDP just hits a cutter. And then Nash goes, hey, Vince, that was really smart handing it off to Disco. I, I kind of like that. That was a really smart move. And then DDP gets in his car and leaves. I'm really hating Nitro. Me too. Next, you get Lash LaRue versus Kidman for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Shivani mentions Bobby is supposed to be on commentary, but he's not there yet. Kidman retains. It was a nice little showcase for LaRue in his first match. Heenan out at the dunk tank. He's holding the ball. He's teasing. He can't wait to throw it. And then he says, Bischoff, hey, listen, I have these so nobody else can throw them at you, okay? I'm not going to. And then he's walking towards the target, and he trips, drops all the balls, and falls face first into the target, which dunks Bischoff. Fucking hilarious. I love Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Oh. He's the man. Uh, then we see Hogan in the limo with Chuck Zito. Who is Chuck Zito? It took me. I had to look it up. I don't even. I thought it was Stevie and? Van Zant first. Uh, he is an ex Hell's Angels leader who has become an actor slash stuntman. <laughs> Hollywood hanging out with stuntmen. Yeah, stuntman Mike. That's his name. Well, you, you, you talked about uh, Raw using the R word a lot. Did you happen to catch what Hogan... So Hogan and, and Vito are in, or Zito are interacting with the cameraman in the limo with them, mm -hmm. right? So they're not... And I'll give them credit for that because too often they act like there's nobody there with a camera. Hogan called the cameraman a jiggly, jiggly Jew. I didn't know if it was going to make it to Peacock. It did. <laughs> Thought that was definitely not making it. Yeah. Retard, no good. Jew, that's fine. <laughs> we, we didn't produce it. It was WCW. That was on them. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Jeans in the hallway backstage with Booker T. Mentions Booker having a torn ACL at the end of 98. Booker t only took three months off instead of six. Okay. And it wasn't a torn ACL. 
Uh, he gets told he's facing Disco Douchebag at Super Brawl, and he just seems like, this is my TV time for tonight? Really? Thanks, guys. Yeah, dressed in uh, like he's had <clears throat> a job interview. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Let's see here. Next, you get Steiner and Buff to the ring. Steiner says, hey, there was a stipulation for that last match that if I, if I won, I got to show Kimberly what it's like to be with a real man. I don't remember that being an actual stipulation. He said it, but okay. Uh, and then says, she's in the back flirting with me, and there's nothing finer than Scott Steiner. You get So right after that, you get Jericho versus Steiner for the TV title. Saturn comes out, dressing all, ambushes Jericho, throws him back into the ring, walks away and says, life's a drag. And Steiner, you, know, you Steiner don't have to still be wearing the dress. I kind of like the way it feels. <laughs> it's comfortable, comfortable, good airflow. Keeps the nipples, you know, where they're supposed to be. Next, you get Nash, Luger, and Liz to the ring in response to Conan and Ray's challenge. Luger and Nash show off their hair and uh, say that you know what, we accept it. You pin me, you pin Nash. We'll put Liz's hair on the line. Luger says, don't worry, Liz, don't worry, baby. We'll take care of you. There's plenty of pills to help with that. <laughs> Nash actually said something that made Liz laugh. He goes, wasn't there that one chick in the uh, Star Wars movie that was bald? She was pretty sexy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. All right, let's see here. Uh, NWO uh, is in the back watching the cat in the ring. Uh, Norton is in the bathroom. He comes out and they all tell him, Hey, you know, the cat just called you out and this is your hometown, bro. You're going to let that happen. You're going to, what's this fucking world coming to? <clears throat> so Norton abruptly goes right out there. Cat goes, Hey, I, I wasn't calling you out there, but you know, I I'll kick your ass if you want. Norton just destroys him. Fantastic. Imagine that giving a hometown person a win. Not done very often. Not sure if you know this. Uh, actually Scott Norton has, an autobiography out and it's like 10% is going to be WCW. Like it, a giant chunk of it is about his time in new Japan and winning the world title and what it meant to him. So if you didn't know nice. that Scott Norton has a, a biography out. Sweet. I have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, jeans in a ring with Goldberg promo on bam, bam, you're next. Then we see the horseman shooting at the dunk tank and flair just goes up and just pushes the target and Bischoff, you know, goes under and he comes up and he goes, hey, Flair, I'm going to have the last laugh tonight. Where's your kid? Dun, dun, dun. Next, you get Scott Hall versus Benoit. There's 12 minutes left in the show when the bell rings. Brett joins commentary. He's defending the title at Super Bowl against the winner of this match. Says he has an injured groin. And he says, I just want to take this time to say hi to my cat, Smokey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's been milking this groin injury for like two months now, <laughs> and he said hi to his. And cat I will before. say, I've actually I have a, a groin injury, and it does take some time. But mm -hmm. uh, besides that, last week was El Dandy, and this week, you know, I just want to give a shout out to my cat at home. He's watching Nitro. <laughs> my cat Smokey. He, he says it like so innocently. It's great. Um, this is. How Brett was being used. I just want everybody to, re you know, people are like, uh, I think he was overrated. Did you just watch WCW? Right. He's on the level of Norman Smiley right now. Pretty much. Yeah. If he's lucky. Yeah. Uh, Benoit blows snot rockets at Hall at one point. Mongo comes out, takes out Disco Dipshit, right? Uh, drags him into the Horseman's locker room where Arn Anderson has a tire iron. 
Then Nash comes out. Benoit takes him out, but Hall gets the advantage, hits the outsider's edge for the win. Next, we see Hogan and Zito in the limo again. They're stalking David Flair. They find him at the gym. They they say they're going to follow him in. And Zito says, maybe we shouldn't record this. Meanwhile, Flair and Arn are watching it on the live feed in the arena. And they're like, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? And that's Nitro. Good night, folks. They're going to rape that kid in the school. Too soon? <laughs> it's going to get... Jesus Christ, this is... I mean, well, I can't really, you know, act like WWE is producing all the very best of stuff. We did try to see a live embalmment maybe like two months ago. True story. Yeah. Here's a true story. We have a top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... decisions are a completely biased based order based off the professor and odm made it and as always they like to let you know they have not worked in the business but have been lifelong invested fans much like you our listeners with not only their opinions involved but with countless amount of hours of research done each week they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up however they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs if there is anything you want to chat about bring to their attention if there is something they missed or forgot or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds feel free to shoot them a message on facebook or twitter or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Been enjoying the uh, the our brush with the Mount Rushmore. You know, last time we did our tag teams, we did our wrestlers overall before. Uh, but this one, I'm sure we're going to lock up at least on one of them for sure. Uh, in you know, in sync, but curious to see how your Mount Rushmore of stables plays out. Did you go first last time? Oh I boy, I, uh, I, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the reins on this one if you'd like, and kind of you know that that make you have to back and forth all first. Back and forth. Yeah, you know, this show should have some give and take. I haven't said much over the last half hour. All you do is just talk about the fucking wars, <laughs> dude. Jesus Christ, and pooping. Yeah, there's been a lot of that today. I got to be honest with you. I need a shower after the show. So, <laughs> stables. You know, lot to choose from. I know for you, Dungeon of Doom came in at probably number one or number two. There are all some four. We have from all all four. Uh, but this was very tough. I think I either said it off air or on air as well. I think you texted My me. My fourth took me. Yeah, yeah, my fourth took me a minute 
to really, really decide. And I think it may shock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really funny. It'll, shock to the system? You. Yeah. So here we go. It would be number one, Four Horsemen. I think just longevity, it's the one. It's the one that uh, you it's need a good standard. heel faction. In, yeah, it's always been the gold standard. Um, and, you know, I don't have to name every member that's ever been a part of it. We did that, actually, when we did our top 50 stables. Go back and listen to that seven-hour rundown. Number two, kind of in the same sense. It felt like it just a touch, but also modernized in 2002 and three and four. We're talking about evolution. Triple H, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Batista, the, I mean, just it launched both of those younger guys. It had the right rub for everybody and it gave Flair something to do, you know, as a manager, but also still wrestling. I mean, he was a tag champion with Batista in that in that era. Um, and it made you hate the the game that much more. I, I'm a huge fan of Evolution. Number three. This one came down to which one do I think is the stable making the difference between the two? Because both are made, let's say, within about four months of each other. And I'm talking about, well, both sides of the click, if you will. And I'm saying, out of your stables in history, I will give you that the NWO makes my list. Not Degeneration X. I think they became more of a comedic joke in the, a joke in their later years. That's all. I mean, especially, like, I mean, I, I mentioned it before, but that uh, wrestling isn't wrestling thing that that is uh, like 26 minutes long by that Landis dude. Mm. And they're like, you know, DX was all awesome. They're like, suck my cock, blah, blah, blah. And like in the later years, it's PG. They're like, poo-poo caca. I'm going to play with my boogers. And that's pretty much what it fucking felt like when they came back doing that. So that's why I couldn't really stick with them. And I'm really shitting all over it. I hope that's not in your uh, top four, DX. <laughs> but uh, coming in at number four, I, I, you're really a dickhead. Even I, I said it was going to be a shock, and I let it be there for a second. You're like, huh, to the system? Yes. It is a shock to the system because it's shocked the system. It was Undisputed Era. Hmm. I'm really, I, I could not, I, I was like, you got Nation, you got, uh, and I'm not being funny when I say Dungeon and Doom, but you got a lot of stables, uh, Bloodline, Corporation, Nexus, all these different ones. And to me, I'm like, these guys in the era that we absolutely <clears throat> loved, NXT. For three solid years, they held pretty much every championship and were in nearly every match. That was fantastic. So uh, you have to give them their dues where it is, and now it's just a a rebranding of them over in AEW, and it's a, it's just a shitty failed. They're all injured. In my eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that is my four undisputed era, NWO. Evolution and Four Horsemen. <laughs> all right, I'm going to be interested to see on how you react to mine because you're, you know, you're naming all these other ones, and I feel like you left a couple big ones out. Uh, so I don't know if one slipped by you and you didn't think of one. So uh, I'll start with the easy ones. I also have the Four Horsemen, and I also have the NWO. 
Okay. All right. I, I mean, again, I think one's the standard in the NWO for as shitty as it got on for on the back end. Change the game. Still talked about. People still wear the shirts. It was massive. Hogan for one turning. One solid year. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They were the shit. Mm-hmm. And about all the way up till maybe Starcade '97 when Sting and everything. And then right there, I feel like everything just kind of went off the Sting and Stang off the rails. Sting and Stang. Uh, but yes, I agree with you on that. It, it was the the big standard. Uh, next, the fabulous Freebirds. Eh. Monster Stable, pl- all over the territory. I didn't mean add to your answer. Sorry, I just uh, meant no. like I I just okay. Yeah, I mean to me they're huge. Uh, they, they feuded with the Von Erichs. They feuded with the Horsemen. You know, uh, they were big. They had a brief uh, uh, face run. What I remember because they would play Freebird when they came out, and P.S. Hayes would be on the top buckle. Going like that to Terry Gordy. Um, just huge. I remember them from my younger days. And like I said, they were all over the territories. They they're just they were monsters. They were they were huge. See, when you just did that dance, all I could see is in these HBK sunshades. <laughs> that's right. The heart sunshades no, only That's Doc Hendricks. That's not Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> Good call. And my Sounds last like him. and my last one, the Heenan family. <sighs> yes. The problem is that to me it was like everybody just kept coming and going, coming. It was. Like, I knew you were going to say never that. Full at one yeah. time. Fair enough. I knew you were going to say that. I do know what you're saying. No, but to me, Haku yo, and I, Andre. Up, that's true. And at the same time, he was still managing Rick Rude. I still mm-hmm. believe. Um, but like also, then perfect randomly went off with the coach. That coach guy for some weird reason. Yeah. Um, not man. It's a it's a good point you're saying it because I mean, dude. Anytime I'm I have a 2K game, I create the Heenan family. It's there. That's a thing. You know what I mean? So, I yeah. uh, I think I just had to go with what made the most impact to call it a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, fair uh, enough. But I I I do I would have to say mine is with the honorable mention would definitely be Heenan family. It's a good call. Yeah. I was I was wondering if you were going to get it in there or not. No shit. Good one. Hey, what stables did we miss? You let us know. Let us know in the comments. Give us a call. Don't, because we don't leave out our number. Hey, this is the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. I hope everybody has a very cleanly week where you are not pooed on. You don't have a shitty week. Pun- Intended, and he's ODM. He's leaving you with two words plus two words plus one more, which makes it five. Gonna go have a poo. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
<sighs> Poop. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Check your phone. Oh, yeah, you sent me something. <laughs> That's why I was distracted. Is that, that going to be him at the, uh, like, the um, <laughs> steroid trial? It's Boggs from Shawshank. Oh my god, that's what it is! It didn't even... Wait, did you create that? Yeah, I just did. I was doing it while we were, t- we were talking about the rumble. You know what I was listening to though, right before the call was I uh, and your mo- and your dad really wanted to give your mom a head. And your mom, was- <laughs> so they formed a sixty nine, and your mom she came three times. <laughs> God damn whore! Good job, Ellie. <laughs> it's your birthday today. What does that mean? I guess I'll try to explain that 21 years ago on this day It was the first time your parents saw your beautiful face And nine months before that magical day Your dad probably took your mom out on a date And they were having a good time They were dancing and drinking wine And when they got home, they were horny as hell And your dad threw your mom down on the bed And he tore her panties off And his penis was hard as a rock And then your mom really wanted to give your dad head But your dad also wanted to give your mom head So they formed a 69 And your mom came at least three times and then your dad was so excited to get inside your mom that he forgot to put a condom on. And when he realized his mistake, he had ejaculated and it was too late. And then your mom got pregnant and your dad started crying. He wanted your mom to get an abortion. But your mom wanted a child And I